Welcome to the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And now, you sick freak, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We are so glad that you have tuned in today. Uh, you know, we had a, a little bit of problems uh, with Iran over the weekend. They killed some more of our soldiers and injured another 25, another drone attack. They said, look, we've had nothing. Uh-huh. And, uh, and here's the good news. Biden has promised a response. And nobody knows when that could happen. My guess is sometime between the cup of pills and the cup of pudding this afternoon. I, I, but I don't, I don't quote me on that. I don't know. Uh, also, trouble on our border. Ken Paxton, the attorney general of the great state of Texas, who, if you've really done your homework on this, you must, I'm going to tweet them out. You must read his letter from last week in response to the Department of Homeland Security. I'm going to go over parts of it. But it it is one of the most clarifying letters I think I've read in a long time. Uh, Ken Paxton, talk to us about the Texas border. Next. First, once upon a time, we made almost all of our clothing that Americans wore here in the United States. And then little Jack climbed up that bean pole. Yes, and he took all of the clothes that the giant was making and threw them out in the little hole in the floor, which was a design flaw, I will tell you, on that whole castle thing. You don't usually have... But anyway, America doesn't make their own clothes anymore. So the giant is back. It's American Giant at American-Giant.com. We desperately need, now more than ever, to get back to the independent spirit of American manufacturing. We don't make jack anymore. Well, actually, we do make Jack, and it's one of my favorites, but that's why I'm an alcoholic and a totally different story. The cotton, the milling, the cutting, the sewing, 100% American. And with that comes American quality. You can buy cheaper, but you're going to get cheaper quality made by workers overseas who are, you know, I don't know, living in China, you know, making cell phones and throwing themselves off of buildings. If you want that, go ahead. American Giant doesn't have any of that. All made here in America. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. You don't want to know how noisy it is in my head today. Use my name and get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Attorney General Ken Paxton joins us now. Hello, Ken. How are you? Hey, I'm well. Good morning. Good morning. So I I just I just have to say I, I read your... I read your letter uh, to uh, the general counsel of the uh, U.S. Department of Homeland Security, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, This particular paragraph I would like to quote. um, You are talking to a man who the Department of Homeland Security and the federal government has said, we have government land and you're not letting us uh, use and access our government land so we can get down to the river. You said, second, you say the United States acquired a perpetual easement from the city of Eagle Pass in 2018. What I said last week about the 2015 MOA, I'll say again now about your latest claim. Quote, Texas never approved that transaction as required by Article 4, Section 10 of the Texas Constitution. Your federal agency cannot have something that it was not the city's right to give. 
You are invited to read that document here, and you hyperlink to the uh, Constitution. But even if the 2015 MOA were somehow valid, you're not seeking access consistent with its terms. The non-exclusive easement from 2018 is attached for your convenience. It express purpose is to allow maintenance of a road along the river, including the right to trim trees or other obstacles within the roadway. Elsewhere, the 2018 easement prohibits the United States from making any permanent improvements other than roadway without written city approval. If your federal agency wishes to help municipal officials with tree trimming and road maintenance chores, I suspect they would appreciate the help. The 2018 easement, however, nowhere contemplates allowing the federal government to deploy infrastructure that President Biden will use to wave thousands of illegal aliens into a park that will continue to be and used and enjoyed for recreational events. I, I, I found your clarity enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not complicated and they keep misstating what actually is true. And you know that about the border and then about this particular case, because the law and the facts do not back them up. And so they make unfounded claims about it, how it's their property and how they have a, an agreement with a city that's uh, obviously not based in, in any fact. Um, so anyway, it's, it's, it's the way they operate and it's how they've operated for three and a half years. And, we're going to hope that the electorate gets it and realizes how bad this is. So um, there's been people that saying that um, none of this constitutional stuff was argued with the last case that was in front of the Supreme Court. And if I'm not mistaken, that's true. You're you're arguing an invasion backed up by eight different letters given to the president. He ignored all eight of them. Um, this is. This is an attempt, I think, to get them into the Supreme Court, is it not? Yes. So, you know, it was, what, 10, 12 years ago that Obama sued Arizona over their law, which tried to protect Arizona, and Roberts and Kennedy, and the three liberal judges came in and said that's, you know, it's preempted by federal law. But it is true also that we've seen a very different border than we've ever seen, and the consequences of that decision have had a a dramatically negative impact on the country. I don't even know if you can measure it, both socially and economically. But it's also true that it wasn't argued that there was an invasion. So this is a different argument in front of a very different court. And we're hopeful that we can get at least the five justices that are not Roberts. And <laughs> maybe even Roberts, if he starts realizing how bad that decision was. So the, I mean, you have a, the, the only case that I think that they could make uh, that the American people would understand is, well, this is not an invasion. That's not what the Constitution meant by invasion. And we could argue that point all day long and win a thousand times. Um, however, but you're not the only one saying it. Now you have 25 uh, uh, governors saying it, and the state of Mexico is now saying that they fear there is an invasion of their company our country coming in from the southern border, their southern border. Well, you're right. There's more people saying it, more recognizing it. It's becoming common knowledge and common understanding. It's also true. I don't think that any of these uh, states would have joined the Confederation or they were signed onto the Constitution. And I don't think Texas 
surely at that time would have signed on if they if they believed that the federal government could pass laws about people coming across the border and then somehow not enforce those laws and then the state would be prohibited from defending their borders and they would have to allow all kinds of crime and who knows who can coming across the border including terrorists i cannot believe that was the understanding at the time so it's 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 difficult for me to believe that's what the founders meant, and that's what really matters here. What did the founders envision? So I want to go back to this because Ken Cuccinelli and others have said Paxton and Abbott are not asserting the invasion clause in the border fence case. They did in the Bowie case, but not this one. This is separate, correct? Yes, they're separate cases. The One, we were sued by the federal government. The other we sued the federal government. So we had different arguments for different cases. We've made the invasion argument. The governor has declared an invasion. Um, you can quibble over how we use it, when we use it. I guess if, if Ken wanted to write the briefs, he could come in and try to help us. Uh, but the reality is, you know, we've got a pretty good team that's been pretty successful against Biden administration. So I guess you can always say, well, they're not perfect. They don't get 100% of the wins. But guess what? We don't, get, we don't decide the cases either. So I don't necessarily think that... You know, if Ken had the, the pen on every case, that he'd get it all right either or that we'd necessarily agree with him on every particular point. And it does. But it's my and excuse me, I'm I'm way, way uh, out of my league on this one. But it seems to me that this is something entirely new. What happened last week after the decision that this is entirely new and you're trying to either get the government to sue you or you in a place where you have to sue the government. So this is entirely separate, is it not? That's correct. And we also have another law going into effect. So we get the Bowie's case, we got the Constantino wire case, which is still going despite the fact that the uh, Supreme court stopped the injunction. We still have that case going in the fifth circuit. We also have, we're going to have, we've already been sued by the federal government and the ACLU over a law that was passed that goes into effect, passed by the legislature, state legislature, goes into effect, I think, March 5th. And it says that Texas can start deporting on its own. So that all of, the, all of these cases are going to be opportunities for us to make the argument, hey, we're being invaded. Hey, this decision that you made in the past cannot be right, given the consequences to our state. The federal government shouldn't be able to pass laws, then not enforce them. And not not, not enforce them, they're, they're actually aiding and abetting the cartels they can't be allowed to help the cartels, and then we have to sit on the sidelines and suffer the terrible consequences of that decision. All right, back with Ken Paxton with more in just one minute, 60 seconds time first. NMLS 182334, NMLSconsumeraccess.org. APR for the rates in the five starts at 6.275% for well-qualified buyers. Call 800-906-2440 for details about credit costs and terms. American financing has been helping your neighbors save money for 25 years. Last year alone, they saved customers of this audience an average of $854 a month just by helping them tap into their home's equity to pay off high interest debt. This year, maybe it's your turn. Mortgage rates are in the fives right now, and that means it's a good time to call American Financing. In 10 minutes, you could be well on your way to a new year filled with more financial freedom. Let them just help you catch your breath. You might be able to uh, delay at least two mortgage payments. And because you're going, if your high interest credit cards are, you know, in the 20 plus, even 30 plus now, bringing that down uh, and putting it into a 5% interest rate that you can write off, 
gives you all kinds of breathing room. So breathe easy. Just call this number, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Ken, what happens if the president says, uh, I'm going to federalize the National Guard? So he, he has the right to do it. There's uh, obviously, I think that's a bad decision. I think it's also a bad decision for his election chances because his numbers on the immigration issue have, are not good. And he, if he takes over our National Guard and makes it even harder for us to protect the border, then I think that hurts, hurts him in, in the upcoming election. So he's got to make a choice here. Uh, does he want to continue to damage his reputation and his uh, standing on the immigration issue? Or is he going to go forward with this policy that he has for the last three and a half years, which is dismantle every law that we have in place and help the cartels accomplish their goals of getting as many people here as possible and um, building their network in our country? And he would probably have to uh, nationalize the National Guard for 25 different states because they're sending their National Guard, right? Yeah. So every state that sends uh, National Guard, I I would assume, I mean, that he would have to take them, too. So it's going to be very confrontational. It's going to be very directed at the states. And it's going to be very directed at helping the cartels continue their operations on the border. Do you think the LNG decision that came out uh, this, uh, this weekend about uh, natural gas sales being curbed for overseas for the next year. Do you think that was directed to Texas? Oh, I, I have no doubt that there was a, at least a side uh, side part of it. They, you know, obviously they don't like any fossil fuels, even if they are clean burning fossil fuels. They have uh, they've enriched many people doing all this alternative stuff that doesn't doesn't work yet. At least not it's not it's not affordable for most most Americans. So, but there's no doubt in my mind. They were like probably enjoying the fact that it would hurt the Texas, Texas economy. But I also think that's what the border is about. They want to not only is it about sure. voting, that's the long, long term thing. But the other part of what they're doing is bringing people into our state so that we have higher costs. We have law enforcement costs, health care costs. We have education costs. And they know that. And they know that the Republican states have been successful versus the Democratic states. And that's proven by people voting with their feet. And I think they they're doing their best to to damage and harm in any way possible, even if it means higher crime, the Republican states. So, Ken, this is a crazy conversation we're having. It is. It's hard to believe I'm saying this. It sounds so conspiratorial, but I don't have to. I can see what they're doing. It's not like a secret. It's all out in the open. So for me to say that, I'm just commenting on nothing secret. I'm commenting on what I see. And it's pretty obvious this hurts our state. It's pretty obvious they're, they're bringing these people in because they want them to vote and they want to be able to use them in their congressional drawing. And it's pretty obvious that they know this will, that they'll bring these people to Republican states and they'll hurt the Republican states. So Friday, there was this moment when the president said, you have 24 hours, uh, that it sounded like, wait, 24 hours for what? Um, and giving people the... I mean, we were entering times if things go awry and like, God help us, I don't want this. But if things go awry, you're going to have the ambiguity of, wait, do I answer that law or this law? 
And it's, I mean, this is what a constitutional crisis looks like. Um, do, do you, have you guys talked about that being a real possibility that he does something really foolish that causes real trouble? Yeah, I mean, we've certainly talked about it. We've certainly thought about it. It's it's hard to imagine that he would somehow try to create some armed, violent conflict. That certainly doesn't make a lot of sense. If you and if you think about it, people on the border, the border patrol agents, they're on our side. They don't they don't like what Biden's doing. None of those people, they're all they're all working together. They're all friends. They know each other. Whether National Guard, state police. Border Patrol, they all have the same goal. They're just being forced by Mayorkas and Biden to uh, not just ignore the law, but to, as I said, it's not it's more than ignoring the law. It is actually dismantling it and telling the cartels we will help you. Don't worry about hiding people anymore. That's the way, you know, they used to try to sneak across. Now it's like we just bring as many people as you can. We'll make it very efficient for you. So, you you know, they're making ten to twelve thousand dollars a person. So it's very helpful to the cartels now the Biden administration doing this. And they know that. And that's why they're incentivized to get it to get as many people here as possible. What do you think of the uh, the trucker convoy? Is that helpful? Oh, I'd love to see the border shut down. I mean, the reality is anything that makes Biden blink and stop doing this and, and economic consequences when things are not being shipped back and forth, have an economic consequence. And I mean, that's why we do economic sanctions. And if this is the only way we can stop the terribleness, I don't have a problem with anything like that that affects commerce and sends a message to the Biden administration. It's like a strike. Um, right. It sends a message. I, 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 I worry only because, uh, you know, up in Canada, look what they tried to do to those truckers and did. But this is in Canada. Um, and as long as there's no infiltrators there, um, they'll be fine. But again, this is in Canada. The law enforcement will not be looking to pick a fight with the truckers. They will actually, I think, be more in line with if there is somebody out of line, they'll arrest them quickly, but not necessarily blame it on the truckers unless the truckers were doing it. But I doubt that. Right. Highly. No, I agree with you. I, I don't think we have the same mentality as the Canadians. And, you know, I might say we, I'm sure the Biden administration does. They're, they're in yes. line with the Canadian government. There's no doubt about that. But I'm saying in general, law enforcement is not sympathetic to federal law being violated and the cartels being enriched and helped. What are you, um, what are you saying to the other 25 states? And is there a chance any of the others, like Denver just said, we, 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 we're out. We, we have nothing. We can't, you got to get out of our homeless shelters because we can't afford to keep this. Are, are any of the other states possible on joining? Yeah, look, I think this is going past Republican Democrat. You can see, you know, these sanctuary cities were created during the Trump administration to complain about Trump's uh, immigration, enforcing immigration law. Then when Biden came in, all suddenly they get they start getting a trickle. I say trickle compared to what we have to deal with. And suddenly they're realizing, wow, this is really expensive and it has high costs, both economically and socially. And they realize this is not a good thing for our city. And I think you're going to see more and more cities because they they literally just not enough money to to pay for the entire cost of millions and millions of people moving into our country. And we're all going to be suffering for this for a long time. And I think this hurts Biden 
in the upcoming election. It hurts the country for obviously much longer than that. I know you don't have any of the details. Nobody does. and That's always a special surprise in these things. But the bipartisan uh, bill that Biden is trying to get through, any thoughts on that? I'm very suspicious. I don't want to give in and start allowing people in in violation of our current laws. That doesn't solve the problem. It just supposedly you get a deal for something that actually hurts the country. So I'm not for I'm not I'm not against immigration, but let's make sure that it makes sense. And we're not caving because the Biden administration's violated the laws for the last three and a half years. And we're going to say, well, because he's letting in, you know, millions a year, we're going to just say he can only let in a million. Well, that's right. not the way to answer this. They right. should follow federal law. And if they want to change the law, make it something that's good for America. Make it something that's that makes the system more efficient. Ken Paxton, the Texas attorney general on Texas constitutional right to protect its border. Ken, Godspeed. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. You know, the cost of a new car, uh, used car is up almost 50% from what it was five years ago. It's not just inflation. It's also supply chain issues. And it's absolutely insane. Unfortunately, that's the truth. And uh, that's the way this system is now working. And the government is just making things worse and worse and worse. Now, the cost of car repairs is rising. And you could be one check engine light away from having zero transportation. You don't need that kind of hassle. When you enroll with CarShield, you're getting a protection plan. Now, this starts at as low as $100 a month, and it's flexible month to month. Your choice of an ASE certified mechanic, 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance, and complimentary towing and rental car options. You also get no long-term contracts, and CarShield administrators are going to handle all the paperwork and repair so you don't have to. You also get a price lock guarantee. Your price will never go up. CarShield.com slash Beck. CarShield.com slash Beck. Or you can call them now, 800-227-6100. Use promo code Beck, 800-227-6100. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The code to save 30 bucks right now is Glenn30. Glenn30 at BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Get signed up to Blaze TV. Stop the music, Sarah. I have to make this announcement. Uh, it is, I've, I, I don't know if I've ever said these words before. This weekend, the Republican Party did something right. Wow. Yeah. 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 Very Woo. lonely, lonely headline all by itself. But uh, I'm skeptical, Glenn. No, no. Well, let me give you the details. You're mm-hmm. right to be skeptical. I'm sorry to cut you off. But I know the details that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Senator Lankford, uh, Republican, he's been negotiating all weekend. And we got to sign this border deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. proponent. So um, they issued a statement. Senator Lankford playing fast and loose with the Democrats on our border policy not only disenfranchises legal immigrants seeking citizenship, but it also puts the safety and security of Americans in great danger. 
Authorizing several thousand people to invade our borders before any action can be taken is contrary to the oath that Senator Lankford took to the Constitution and therefore outside of the area that he is authorized to negotiate in, end quote. Holy cow. You know, as my father used to say as we sat around those campfires in our logging camp in the Pacific Northwest, they got a set of balls on them, eh? <laughs> That's so, how they sounded in the Pacific Northwest. It was weird. Hmm. It was weird. And I don't know why I was in that logging camp at night. But, uh, yeah, I mean, thank you. Thank you, Republican Party of uh, Oklahoma. <sighs> now, but now I dare said, you to do it again. I dare you to right. force me into another announcement that you did something good. He says that, oh, no, we're not going to allow $1.8 million. We're never going to sign something like that. You guys don't even know what's in this bill yet, which I I will say is true. And a problem. Kind of an issue. I guess they're negotiating it, though. There's no official bill. Who's negotiating it? Well, it seems like the... the, I love these gangs of whatever fill in the number. If you're in the Senate, it should be a gang of 50. I love how... Senate is the only place you'd be like, how do we improve our image? Let's call ourselves a gang. <laughs> I don't understand how that's an improvement. Uh, when you have an 8% approval rating, I guess that's how it works. But uh, So let me, give you, uh, let me give you this story from uh, the Daily Beast, which is, I mean, always the best in journalism. I don't think I have ever read a bigger piece of snot on a on a Kleenex than this. Okay. okay. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. A convoy that includes election deniers, anti-vaxxers, and QAnon devotees is determined to insert itself into the border battles, and experts warn that c- trouble could escalate. Wow. It's got everything. It has everything. It has bad guys. And bad guys and more bad guys doing really bad stuff and really good experts who are warning. The Daily Beast continues. Listen to this writing. A convoy of Jesus-loving truckers will converge on the southern border next week in a battle to stop what they say is a migrant invasion. Okay, they're not saying that. 25 states are saying that as Texans remain locked in a standoff with the feds over razor wire. It's not over razor wire. No, that's not what it is. It's about, you know, uh, 988,000 people coming over the southern border here in the last three months. That affects everybody, including you. But the event called the Take Our Border Back Convoy was promoted by far-right media as advertised as a peaceful assembly of active and former law enforcement, military ranchers, bikers, business owners, and mama bears. As Media Matters points out, some of the organizers include a rogues gallery of election deniers, anti-vaxxers, and QAnon conspiracy theorists. One ring leader, one ring, one organize, one ring leader, Kim Yater recently told a Christian podcaster that the convoy is a God movement that could halt a Trojan horse in the 2024 election. America, we've got to take our borders back, shine the light on what's going on, expose it. 
She said to a radio host that promotes 2020 election fraud lines, the Bible says we have to bring everything into the light. We need to hold our elected officials accountable and close the border and send the illegal immigrants back home to their countries. The battle is the Lord's, Yater later added. Yater later? Yes. Mm. We must stop. We must step in as victors in Christ. We are not victims of the enemy. Co-owner, a co-organizer. Well, it wasn't organizer before. It was ringleader. Co-ringleader. That's what it should have been. Mark Anthony told another right-wing show, the spirit of God is here and we all feel it. It's coming. And it's just the most amazing thing that God could put on some of our hearts to have this assembly. He's here. He's present. And this is about him. (sighs) Daily Beast isn't buying it. The convoy, which has raised more than $54,000 as of Friday evening, will take off on January 29th and meet in three different spots. February 3rd, Eagle Pass, Yuma. Um, uh, No, sorry. Eagle Pass, Texas, Yuma, Arizona, and San Ysidro, California. The convoy is just an opportunity to engage in the kind of cosplay that they've been doing at state capitals. Cosplay? You mean like, I'm a furry little deer. I need to drink my water out of a little dish in the back of the schoolroom. You mean that kind of cosplay? Because I don't think they've been doing that. A promotional video for the uh, cavalcade opens with the words, warning, invasion alert. Don Hader Markle. I love people with hyphens in their name. Don Mater Heichel, professional, uh, sorry, professor of political science at the University of Kansas, told the Daily Beast that he had two concerns about the demonstration. One, that it could just be a money-grabbing scheme. And two, it will attract armed extremists and vigilante groups. Okay. Did he have any positive points to it? Did he say, you know, but it might be what they say it is. Rhetoric displayed in the video, along with former President Trump's remarks that immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country, could spark a violent situation, he said. They're basically setting up a a confrontation. What we're doing is to confront not just this problem, but individual migrants that might be trying to cross the border. So the sense of threat and responding to threat is elevated. You're going to get people worked up into a frenzy over this. Oh, look at me. I'm all, You just called me Daily Beast. And look at me. I'm already a frenzy. I'm a ghast. I'm a gog. The notion that there's going to be complete peace. There's going to be no criminal activity. Nothing bad's going to happen. To me, that seems really, really misguided. Ah! The peaceful assembly laid a, a label on the flyer. He added... <laughs> just about reducing liability that's all they're doing there they don't actually mean there will be a peaceful assembly the truckers will descend on texas as tensions run high wow that is i was going to say a piece of something but i think well journalism doesn't actually fit in that sentence but what a piece that is from the daily beast wonderful i i wonder where they stand on this it's hard to tell what happens glenn with journalism is you they express such unbiased viewpoints that it's difficult to discern which side of any given contentious issue they might be on 
And that's, I think, what you find with quality journalism like that. The professor went on to say, they're engaging in the kind of cosplay they've been doing at state capitals. That's where the genesis of this has come. Of course. I'm sorry you caught me on the bathroom in the toilet. This idea that we can all mobilize in one place and espouse our love of Jesus Christ, along with brandishing our firearms and all those kinds of things. Wait, we love Jesus Christ. We're brandishing our firearms and all those kinds of things. I don't know what else goes with that. Do you? What else? What else would you? Hey, we're having a big get together where we're all going to say we love Jesus Christ and have our firearms and all those other things. Mm -hmm. What do you bring? What do you bring to that party? I don't. I'm not sure. I've never been. Haven't seen the invite. It's just an opportunity to act out their identities and their beliefs. Oh, you mean like the little kid in third grade who's dressed up as a deer and drinking her water from a dog dish in the back of the classroom? No, that's entirely different. Okay. John Lewis, a research fellow at the program on extremism at George Washington University. It's got to be good told the Daily Beast that while the convoy will likely only include a small, not entirely competent group of conspiracy theories, theorists. Wait, 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 wait. So he's not, it's not enough that it's a convoy of conspiracy theorists. They're not really competent either. I got a conspiracy for you. The sun is going around the earth. And tomorrow it's going to come up again. And it's maybe some sort of a plot. Well, that's an incompetent conspiracy theorist, I think. Okay, I understand what you're... Really, that's who's coming, huh? It's a, it's a symptom of this deeper rot in American discourse. He notes that the organizer's message includes Christian nationalist undertones. And also taps into the great replacement theory. You know, I got to tell you, that great replacement theory thing, I never bought into it. But with 10 million people coming in from around the country, I don't, I don't know. You could make a case that, I don't know, 50 or 100 years down the road. I don't really care. What I care about is the culture myself. I'm not a fan of Western culture because it's got a lot of white people in it. I'm a fan because... It's brought a lot of good to the world. So I don't care what color you are. I do care about the culture being replaced. You know what I'm saying? And if you got 10 million people in here, they don't know nor care about the culture. And if they go to school, all they hear about is how bad this culture is, how bad these people are. I Yeah, I think you're just automatically going to replace this country. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously something totally different from the theory that the left likes to talk about, but it's a kind of a concern when you talk about how the American culture has been a really positive influence on the world. Maybe it's freed minorities, women, every group yeah. that, that the left yeah. says they it's care crazy. about is, is brought prosperity yeah. and success to them. And yet all yeah. of a sudden we're, we vilify it. Like it's right. the worst thing in the world. I'm wondering who the conspiracy theorists are because they keep telling us that these things are not happening, not the replacement theory. But, you know, like shadowy people in the. Right. Yeah, it's called the WEF. They talked just they just said the big thing was 
you know, open borders uh, and they're doing it with the U.N. I mean, they're paying for it. Here's the proof. We have the we have the receipts. <sighs> That's just what a crappy conspiracy theorist would say. <laughs> Incompetent to bring receipts. What are you doing today to make sure that you have enough emergency food stored up for yourself and your family? You know, in case things get worse than they already are. I saw uh, a, a person in New York City saying that it's getting so bad in New York City that they cannot live on their dual income of $250,000 a year. Yeah, that's why, you know, you move. But maybe, maybe that's just me. Uh, anyway, My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. They help provide peace of mind for your family. They help you prepare for the worst ahead of time while still hoping for the best. MyPatriotSupply.com. There you can save $200 on an emergency essential emergency three-month food kit. Over the years, my uh, Patriot Supply has helped millions of Americans to get ready for whatever could be coming. Mine is included. Yours should be next. Sealed inside this ultra-durable packaging, delicious meals. Trust me, I've had them. 25 years in storage, provide 2,000 calories a day. Eat right when things go wrong. Three-month emergency food kit, $200 in savings. Use my name, Beck. It's MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Get even more, Glenn. Subscribe to the Glenn Beck Podcast anywhere podcasts are found. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All righty, here we go. So uh, we had Elon Omar. Uh, Elon or Ilan? Is it, is, is, has there been some love child between Elon Musk and Elon Omar? I'm concerned because I don't, you let I don't do want to meet job? that person. Okay, sorry, Mr. Hall of Fame. Uh, in his speech this weekend, she promised to put Somalia first. Uh, here she is. Oh, wait, stop, stop, stop. I forgot. This audience doesn't speak Somalian or whatever it is. So let me really? just try. Yeah, I completely oh, forgot. Typical. Let me translate. No here diversity. we go. Many Somalians have personally called me to encourage me to speak to the U.S. government to thwart the MOU, I don't know what that is, and help Somalia. They wanted to know what the U.S. government could do. My answer to Somalians was the U.S. government will only do what Somalians in the U.S. tell them to do. Yeah. They'll do what we want and nothing else. They must follow our orders. We Somalians must have confidence in the U.S. We live in the U.S. We pay U.S. taxes. It's a country where one of of our daughters, myself, blah blah blah. God, she speaks quickly, really fast. This is, like, this is the most efficient language I know, of all time. This is like, stop! I, I can't, I can't go that fast. Uh, I mean, we're gonna need to like pause. It's like the opposite of German, which is like, and you're like, he just said hello. Uh, that's hello. That's hello. Um, she said like five words, and it was like three paragraphs. I know, I know. I, I, that's an efficient... But you need to watch it. We'll tweet it out. You need to watch it, which brings me her, to... The point of that was that she said, I'm going to be defending Somalia's interests, not the U.S. What is the problem with... What's the problem uh, with that? I think there's a problem with it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm out on the limb you on that You may one. not know that uh, Minnesota is now... We just call it Somalia. It happened last night. It's no big deal. Get over it. We <laughs> change the flag. We change the name. What? What's the problem? Go with it. Pretend that it's not. Pretend nothing is happening. <laughs> what? 
Oh, you people kill me. Can I ask, what's up with the changing of all the flags, our state flags? And when did that become a thing? I mean, I understood it when we had, you know, racism is neat on our state flags. The but- Glenn Beck Program.